With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good evening. Welcome to another episode of the same old Arsenal team talk. I'm your host, Dan Potts, and I'm delighted to welcome back my good friend and brother, Manny. Manny, you're back, man. How are you, bro? I, I'm doing good, man. It's it's really good to be back on here, man. And I've been missing uh, for a couple of months, you know, for, you know, uh, things we will not discuss, but I'm, I'm just glad to be back on here and I'm glad to be talking about you know, one of my favourite topics, Arsenal Football Club, man. So thank you, thank you for having me on again, Pots. Man, thank you for coming back on. I'm glad you're all good, man. We won't go into what's been happening over the last few weeks. I think everyone's had a rough year and everyone's had a bit of a rough start to the year, to be honest. So it's good to have you back safe and well, bro. Um, it's a pleasure. Uh, also, it's a pleasure to have my mate Trev Hill back on. Trev, how you doing, bro? I'm very good. Thank you, Dan. Very good indeed. I love doing these preview shows when you invite me on here, mate. mate. So thank you very much. And I'm even more happy tonight because I'm on with my good friend, Manny, who, who I think the world of. So I'm looking forward to it, mate. Looking forward to it. God, I wanted to get you two on. And Manny just said straight away, I'll, I'll come on if Trev's coming on. So there's a little bit 100%. of romance going on. <laughs> good man. Um, boys, there's a lot to talk about. Um we did a transfer special on Wednesday, which was well received. And thank you, Trev, and everybody else that managed to come on. Over 23 guests throughout the evening. Absolutely superb. Great to get the Arsenal family together and talk about something that wasn't kind of negative as such to try and lift the, the morale 
Because it's been tough, boys. It's been a tough time. It's been a tough season for Arsenal, but it was really good on Wednesday. So we spoke a little bit about some transfers, but I'm going to start off kind of where we left off because one thing we didn't really get to talk about, and Manny, I'll come to you, is the outgoings. We've heard about Martin Erdegaard. We've heard about uh, Matt Ryan. We're looking at potential left-backs. We're looking at um, trying to increase the squad, but the outgoings, Manny, have been positive, bruv. What have you made of this transfer window that Mikel Arteta and Edu were kind of working with so far, mate? I'll say this, Pots. If we manage to terminate Mustafi's contract, it's been a 10 out of 10 transfer window, outgoings and incomings. This is the, this is the transfer window that I've wanted for Master Football Club, taking things seriously, terminating the contract of terrible players, loaning out some of our talents that need to get minutes underneath their belts. We're hearing that maybe Willock will go out on loan and Maitland-Niles and then Reese Nelson. But mainly, it's the trash from, from you know, from the, the oh, what's it called again? What's that thing called? From the bowels of the football club, the Kolasinax, the Socrates, the bug eyes. I won't call him by name because I'm done saying his name. And hopefully, Mustafi to exit the door. But this is the transfer window I wanted to see. Right, I've wanted Arsenal Football Club to take themselves seriously and start acting like a big club, removing the garbage and moving forward and start addressing some of the problem areas. I have no issues with this transfer window at the moment. If we complete the termination of Mustafi's contract, I might walk around London naked, mate. I'm telling you. Oh, oh. Do we want to see that? Do we want to see that? Uh, Manny, There's some people that want to see you, mate. I'm sure, I'm, do you know what? I'm sure there are many in the chat that probably do as well, bruv. Listen, Manny, I'm going to stay with you because me and you have spoke quite quite clearly um, on these shows in the summer saying that it was a failure in terms of outgoing. So the one thing I wanted to see with these players gone and I was frustrated that we didn't see that many go. Now, I understand the summer of 2021 is the proper clear out, but isn't it refreshing to see two, uh, a manager sorry, and a, and a board member Get together and have a plan moving forward. I'm not happy with what I'm seeing on the pitch, and we'll come into that in a bit. But transfer-wise, I get it. I understand where we're going. I understand who should be in this side. I believe who should be in this side staying long-term. I understand mm-hmm. that I'm not happy with some of the first 11. And I understand that, you know, potentially in the summer, we may say goodbye to the Chakas, Lacazettes, Bellerins, potentially. But the ones that mm-hmm. have to go, the Deadwood, looks like they're going. So yep. I just want to say a last couple of words for you, Manny, about the Meza Urzels, the Kalasanaks, the Mustafis, because people that believe they're good fans and great fans wish them good luck and all the luck in the world. Where do you stand on this? Because I know you are passionate about the hatred that you've had to some of these individuals. Is it just like good riddance or is it good luck? Garbage. I don't have any love for them. I don't have any time for them. Their wages have been holding us back. I mean, look how look how much money we've managed to get out the door in terms of wages. Right, just just look at it. All of these men, apart from maybe Socrates, were on ninety k a week plus. Right, I have no love for them. I have no time for them. They had no business coming through the doors at our football club. The men who signed them should hold to should hang their heads in shame. I have no love and no time for them. But I want to I've wanted to see the back of them for years. And I'm seeing that right now. I'm, I'm at my happiest in terms of outgoings. This is what I wanted to see in the summer, right? The only thing that would really make me happier than how, how I'm feeling right now is if we got a bit of coin for some of them, 
But that's the that's the you know that's the position that we put ourselves in. You know, we sign these players, we put them on ridiculous contracts. So at the end of the day, we've had we had to take the loss somewhere. And if we had to take a loss in transfer fees, so be it. They are gone. Some of them. I'm waiting for Mustafi to leave. We will never see them in an Arsenal shirt again. I couldn't be happier. I have no love for them. I have no time for them. Fuck them. Fuck them. Fair play, man. Fair play. Trev, how about you? What's your situation with the outgoings in this transfer window? Because as far as I'm concerned, man, it has been good news. Yes, we've got two players in. That's great. And they're two positions that we needed in Matt Ryan and uh, Erdegaard and a creative midfielder and a backup goalkeeper who's better than Runnison. Outgoings, though, I've been quite impressed, Trev. What about yourself? Yeah, I, I've got to agree with Manny. I'm gonna I put it slightly different to Manny, as we know, <laughs> me and my good friend Manny. We agree quite a bit in different ways. But you you can't fault it. I know I know you boys are, are, are like you're not quite sure about Arteta yet, but the process that we wanted as fans is still continuing, and that pleases me greatly. The players that weren't performing or that were dragging the club down to levels that we weren't happy with are being moved out. I'm not quite sure if Mustafi will go. If he does go, I'll be like, oh, the moon. But the process is moving forward. The people we're bringing in, I didn't expect more than two people to come in to be honest. He had to make the squad smaller, and he's, and he's made the squad smaller. He's brought in a quality player from what I've seen, and he's brought in what we all knew we needed another goalkeeper to be a good backup for Leno. And, and Ryan's a quality keeper from what I've seen. Whenever we, whenever we sign a player, particularly from another English club or a British club, I'll go and look at their Twitter, Dan. I'll go and look at other clubs' Twitter. And as soon as we signed Ryan, I went and looked at Brighton's Twitter feed and the fans weren't happy that he'd gone. The fans were, were down about him going. So, yeah, if they're down, then we must have a decent player. So I'm very happy with how we're going, mate. Very happy. Mm. Mm. I mean, this is a great comment here. Manny, I'll come to you. Mars Gunner, uh, thanks for watching again, man. Regular listener. I'm so embarrassed by the club having to give players away for nothing and struggling to do that too. High fees and wages for players no one else wants. Absolute dross. Great clear out. Spot on, Manny? Spot on. Spot on. I mean, I I can't disagree with that comment. Absolutely not. We were the only ones who were willing to put these players on that kind of money. We were the only ones that were willing to get bent over and, and, you know, made to look a fool by these players and their agents. We got conned in terms of the wages we pay for them. Absolutely conned, right? You can't sit there and say that we have had value for money for these people. Kalasinak was a free. He cost us a whole lot more than zero pounds. Mustafi, 35 million quid. Look at the crap that he has put us through the mistakes, right? And the arrogant attitude of the man. You know what I mean? The only one that I don't really have issues with is Socrates, because he didn't bother me as much. You didn't really hear from Socrates. He just wasn't good enough. You know, he just wasn't good enough. But the rest of them, we put them on higher wages, and what value did we get off them on the pitch? You know? Good riddance to them. 100% 100% good riddance, and it's great business for me to get some of these Deadwood players out of the club. Um, Trev, let's come to you on this next point in terms of outgoings. Reese Nelson, Joe Willock, and Ainsley Maitland Niles are all linked with loan moves away from the club. Now, I'm okay with that. 
but I'm not okay with Maitland Niles going out. And the reason I say that is this I believe we've got a player here that will play in a number of positions and give 110%. What is it that Arteta is not seeing with Maitland Niles? And do you think that loan moves for Willock and Nelson would be good for them and for the club? Well, it's, it's, it's really interesting you say that, Dan, because before we came on air, I was I was writing down the players that we could choose tomorrow and and, and the positions we, that they might play in. And I didn't write down Willock and Nelson or Ainsley Maitland-Niles. I didn't write them down. And so it doesn't look like they're going to get much game time. So Nelson and Willock, do we loan them out or do we cash in and get a bit of money for them? Because we've got plenty of cover other than those two. In, in the other positions. Ainsley Maitland-Niles, I've always rated Maitland-Niles, Dan, and I don't know what, what Arteta doesn't see in him because, firstly, he wasn't choosing him. Then he gave him a run. Uh, but but when I saw the other night that Cedric was playing left-back out of position in front of Niles coming in at left-back, then it starts your mind wandering, doesn't it, mate? And you think, well, there's something seriously up here with the relationship. And having said that, Cedric was very good in that position. So, who knows, mate? Who knows what 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 uh, Arteta doesn't see in Maitland Knowles? But you're right. If I if I wanted if I had to keep any of them, I'd keep Maitland Knowles in the club because he he's very versatile. And when he gets a bit between his teeth, he's a really decent player. Is Maitland Knowles? So I'd like to see him stay. The other two, good young lads, good young lads. But I'm not too worried if they do go out, mate. I'm not too worried if they do go out. I think. Listen, Maitland Knowles is being linked with Wolves. He's being linked with. Um... Uh, West Brom, Southampton, a few places in the Premier League on loan. And I wonder what that is about, because I believe it's a player that can give us some strength in depth, which is something I don't think we have. With Reese Nelson and Joe Willock, I don't think either of them are actually going to make it in Arsenal shirts. I really don't. And I've said that quite clear throughout. I've never slated them or slagged them off or thought they were, you know, garbage. But what I will say is this. I believe that low moves could blossom them into something that Smith Rowe has clearly benefited from with his loan moves to Leipzig and Huddersfield. So I'm not ready to give up on them both yet if they were to be given loan moves. Now, I don't think we can afford to send all three of them out on loan because they're three subs that we regularly have on the bench. I don't think Nelson's made the bench the last few games, so I imagine he's the one that will probably definitely go. But Willock and Maitland-Niles are normally on the bench, so if they go, who's going to take their place? Uh, Manny, What's your say on this, man, in terms of the, some of these three youngsters that might be going out? And also, there's a comment here saying that we are over the top from Martin. He's saying we're over the top because we're calling people garbage. Uh, what's he put? Oh, yeah. He's put, what right have you got to call anyone that has put the Arsenal shirt garbage? That terminology is way over the top. I think we could have a right to have an opinion. If it's offended you, then we apologise. But that's the way that I see it personally. Manny, over to you. So what was the first question, Potts? What's about the, the three youngsters to answer first. Reese Nelson, Joe for me, and Maitland Niles. For me, Maitland Niles going uh, on loan is just shows to me that Arteta doesn't rate him. I mean, he's putting you know really good and solid performances when Arteta has asked him you know to step forward, but it must be an attitude issue. There's something that he is not seeing, and he's been here Arteta over a year now. And he hasn't started Maitland-Niles consistently in the first team for quite some time since he's been here. So it must be an attitude issue. I've, I would be gutted to see him go because of his versatility and because of the performances that he can put in. 
But if Arteta doesn't want to see him here and he sees him, you know, as a commodity that can, you know, that he can use his talents elsewhere, maybe come back and maybe be beneficial next season, so be it, you know. But I'm, I'll be glad to see him go. Now, in terms of Joe Willock and Reese Nelson, those guys need minutes. They need minutes. Now, what was the comment you wanted me to answer, Potts? Uh, someone I can't even find it now. Somebody has said that we are calling playing players garbage, and that's not right to call players garbage. Listen, some people get like that; they think that everybody's a legend that wears the Arsenal shirt, and that we listen, should always respect them. <clears throat> What's your comment? Here's 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 how I see it, Brian. One of the issues that I have with the Arsenal fan base is that we cannot respect other people's opinions. This is my opinion about the players that we've spoken about. I call them as I see them. If if I call them garbage, that's my opinion. And just because you're putting a comment on the YouTube channel and, the, and you know, in the little YouTube comment, it's not going to change my opinion on these players. I am still going to call them garbage. I am still going to call them crap. Whether they put on the Arsenal show or not, it doesn't matter to me because their performances haven't been at the level that I expect from Arsenal players. So I call them garbage because that's how I see them. Now, if it's offended you, if you don't like how I've spoken, it doesn't matter because I'm not going to change that. I call them how I see them. That's my opinion. If you don't like my opinion, that's just too bad because there's nothing you can do to change it. You're just going to keep writing your comment and it will have no effect on me at all. I call them as I see them. If you don't like my language, take it up to somebody who gives a damn. And on that note, Potts, because I've got to go, I've got, you know, things to do. I'm wishing the United fans who are going to be in the comments, you know, happy you know, a happy trolling. You know, I hope you guys actually turn off this time because you had a lot of energy when we were at Old Trafford. They were everywhere. You know, they were everywhere. They had a lot of energy. I hope you guys come in the comments and have the same energy in terms of my prediction for the game pots. 2-1. I think it'll be a lot harder than people think just because they lost to Sheffield United. They are going to be up for it because it is Arsenal and it is a big game. So don't take them lightly. And to those who are offended by other people's opinions, leave it alone. You're not going to change it. Just accept their, just accept their opinions and move on. Trev, Manny. as always, big love, sir. Right, you keep yourself healthy. Pots, I'll catch you next week because I'll be back full time next week. And to the to the guys in the comments, Arsenal fans, up the Arsenal, and hopefully we stuff United tomorrow. You guys have a good evening, man. Manny, absolute pleasure, man. Thanks for coming on. We will see you bad, next Manny. Friday. I'll see you next see week. You, you guys have a good one. Take it see easy, soon, bro. I love you. Take care. Bye, brother. Bye. Trev, that leaves two. Then there were two. Uh, Manny, love his, love his positivity. I do love his positivity. <laughs> he is brutal. He's honest and we love him he's, for he's, it. And he's he, passionate. Mate, he says what he thinks, you know, and that's what we're We've yeah. all got different opinions. I don't agree with Manny all the time. Far from it, actually. But man, he's my friend and he's entitled to say what he thinks as much as you and me are, mate. So, you know, good luck to the man. If, if he didn't say what he thought, he wouldn't be worth coming on the podcast because he'd be exactly a fraud that. and we don't have frauds on here. Yeah? Exactly that, man. Manny's always the same. Uh, over 100 of you watching, please hit the like button if you can. As Mr. Mike Feinberg sorry, from the Gooners podcast has said, 102 watching, only 17 likes. That's garbage. Um, I totally agree. Guys, please hit the like button. It mean a lot to myself and Trev. Trev, let's come to you. Um, let's talk a bit about Arsenal over the last few weeks because form has picked up, results have picked up, and... I am still not 100% convinced, uh, Trev, with what I'm seeing on the pitch because I don't see a style of play. However, 
I can't argue with the results, mate, and it is a results business, which is why Arteta was under pressure in the first place. So when he does get the results right, we obviously have to give the guys some credit because Arsenal are winning football games again. Now, it was a great victory against Southampton, but what pleased me the most is it was one of the most enjoyable games to watch this season. I was really impressed with the youngsters, really impressed with the attacking play, and it looked like we really wanted to give them a give them a go and take them three points. So what did you make of the, uh, the game, Trev? I started off thinking, oh, here we go again, didn't we, Dan, when, when Lacker missed that early chance. If I'm honest, I thought Lacker could have done better with that. I thought the goalkeeper was down and and he, and he should have put it over him. And then and then Southampton scored and we're thinking, oh, here we go, here we go, you know. But from the moment Southampton scored, we didn't look back really, did we? You know, from 1 to 11, we played really well and the youngsters... The youngsters excited me. Lacazette, I think, is working so hard up top, you know. Not carrying the youngsters, but leading the youngsters, maybe. I love the way that's going. I think that holding looks better every game. He had a bit of a bit of a he had a bit of a shoddy one in the cup, didn't he? But I'm gonna forgive him that one. I thought he played really well again in the league game. Um, so yeah, I was just I'm just over the moon. And we're smiling, Dan. Us Arsenal fans are smiling after we had we had a bad run, didn't we? The last few weeks we're smiling again. Arteta brought the youngsters in. We've all got our opinions on why he had to bring the youngsters in uh, a few weeks ago and how it happened. But to me, that doesn't matter now. It doesn't matter how it happened. They're in. They're, they're, they're playing well. And 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 the one thing, the one big positive is the, the likes of Saka and Smithrow and Martinelli are lifting the rest of the side down. They're lifting the rest of the players around them and, and we're playing better as a team. And to top the, the icing on the cake is party if he stays fit. What a what a class he is, mate. You know, so all happy, all smiles. Actually looking forward to the game tomorrow. It's the biggest game of the season for me, Man United, mate. You know, biggest game of the season. Yeah, I have to agree. I think tomorrow is huge and I think the results have gone our way if you want to get excited about the table. I'm not getting overexcited yet, personally, just for the pure fact that I don't believe we're close enough to look at top four. However, everyone tells me I'm wrong and that's fine. That's their opinion. If they believe we've got enough in this squad to get us to top four, um, then I love your optimism. My opinion is that there's only seven or eight players within this 25 that are good enough. And that, to me, isn't enough for top four. But, of course, I hope I'm completely wrong and that we're laughing at the end of the me season. Trev, I'm going to talk to you a little bit about a couple of players before we go into this weekend's game. Uh, you mentioned Thomas Party. I think he's been a revelation since he's come. And every time that he plays, our midfielders just look so much more balanced. It really has from the Granite Chackers and Ceballos and the El Nenis of this world. However, the two players I want to mention, you mentioned Lacazette. And I think the reason he's firing is because of these two young lads. I think Smith Rowe and Saka, we have got two assets there who are potentially worth a lot of money. And I think that because not just they're, they're English, but they're showing a lot of consistency with their performances. I love a pair of them. I, I can't I can't tell you how much I've been impressed with Bukayi Saka this season. I think last season he started to show some glimpses of what potential he had and he's continued it throughout this season to be probably our most consistent and best player. And Smith Rowe, the last six games, I think he's already beaten Meza Ozil's assist record of the last two seasons combined. So I'm a huge fan of both of them, Trev. What do you make of them? Oh, they, they, they make this old fella smile, mate. They make this old fella smile broadly. You've got to remember that that Saka's a season ahead of Emil Smith-Rowe and he broke through into the first team a season ahead of Smith-Rowe. So if we see, if we see 
the improvements in Smith Road that we've seen in Saka this year, Smith Road next year is going to be tearing people apart. He's, he's just he's only played six first team games. He's still learning, but what a way to learn! What it's so exciting the way they play together, Dan. The way they play together when. I talked about it on, on Guns and Yellow Ribbons the other night. The goal where um, the the goal where Emil Smith Rowe, I can't remember it was against now last week or the week before. Emil Smith Rowe runs with a ball at his feet, and he keeps the ball very close to his feet when he runs it, so he's not giving players a chance to get in front of him and tackle him. They're, they're going to take him out if they tackle him, you know. And then he cut the ball back, and he showed such maturity. He's running full speed. Not only did he cut the ball back, but he looks first. He didn't put it into the space. He put it to Saka, who knew exactly where he needed to be and what a finish Saka made to score that goal. So that it's, it's, uh, we've got two great players, but the big game, Dan, is they play together really well. They're forming a partnership. They're forming an understanding, and that's so important, I think, mate. I couldn't agree more. And what I love about Saka is his goal contributions. His assistant goal ratio is fantastic. I think he got 11 or 12 last season and he's already well into um, those sort of figures uh, in combines already. So by the end of the season, I expect to see something similar. But I've got a question for you here, Trevor, and it's a little bit off topic of Arsenal, but it, inc- it involves Kai Saka. If I said to you now, you could have one player to pick or to choose, who would you pick out of Saka, Phil Foden, or Mason Greenwood? Out of those three English youngsters, which one do you think incites you the most? And don't be biased from an Arsenal point of view. Who would you go for? Mate, mate, I don't have to be biased. I'm on record. I'm on record of saying it on more than one occasion. And I say it again with, with no bias. I wouldn't swap Bukayo Saka for any player in the English league. I wouldn't swap Bukayo Saka for Kevin De Bruyne. I know people are going to laugh at me for that. But if you consider the age and the development and where they are in their career, I wouldn't swap Saka for anyone, mate. Wouldn't do it. Not a chance. Saka for me all day. See, I have to agree. And the reason I say don't be biased is because both of us, I knew we were going to say Saka. And of course, everyone's going to go, oh, Saka, are you saying that because you're Gooners? I personally feel that Caillou Saka has proven himself as a right midfielder, a left midfielder, a number 10, a left centre midfielder and a left back and a left wing back. I don't think Phil Foden and Mason Greenwood could do that. I know they play in a couple of positions, whether it be centrally or wide, but I don't personally see the potential in those two like I see in Saka I think with Saka what you've got is somebody who is showing senior players up and I'm not so sure that Phil Foden and Mason Greenwood could be seen as that and I know they're playing with better players and people around them but I honestly believe that if Bukayo Saka was in that Man City side he'd be showing up some of their seniors as well that's how highly I rate this kid I think he's going to be top top draw so that's the way that I would see it as well Trev 100% let's move into this game at the weekend because it's I think a fairly good time to play Manchester United, Trev, because they lost to Sheffield United. They don't look like they're going to be defending as well, personally, of late. But Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, the reason that he's up there is because they have match winners. They have big game players. They have Bruno Fernandes, Paul Pogba on his day, Mason Greenwood we've just spoken about, Marcus Rashford proves he can score goals, Anthony Martial, Cavani, proven goal scorer. They've got some great players, Trev. So what do you make of, of Man United as an outfit coming into this game, bro? Well, they'll be, I'm an outfit in shock. I, I, I'm in shock about them losing to Sheffield United. I didn't see that coming. I thought that Man United were picking up their season nicely, Dan, to be honest. 
but they showed their weaknesses against Sheffield United, you know, and uh, and, and and I'm I'm really positive about playing them tomorrow. I think that bearing in mind our defence is now the third best defence in the Premier League. Now we've not we're not le- we're not leaking goals at all. And if if Man United are firing on the same cylinders as they were the other night against Sheffield United, I think they struggle to score more than one against us. And I think if you put our youngsters up against Man United's defence, Maguire's a big, big lump and he can't move around very quickly. The, the lads on the wing-backs, I don't think, are the best. And I think if our youngsters play to their best against them, we'll score goals. And I can see a scoring more than one, if I'm honest. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm not worried about Man United at all. Losing to Sheffield United the other night, you, we all know it can go one of either, two ways, Dan. They can come back really positive or they could go on a downer. But I, I'm not worried about playing them, mate. Not at all. I have to agree, man. And I, I, I personally feel like it is a good time to play them. Um, sometimes you would say that it's bad coming off of a loss because people see it as they have to. The pressure's on Oli. He has to turn it around. And I think he'll be gutted about that result, if I'm honest, because he was kind of touching distance with Man City and a lot of people were putting him in the title race, which, of course, they still are um, looking at the table. I just don't look at this Manchester United side and see why they're up there. And that's the only kind of... Um, thing I can think of as to why they're up there is because of the players that they have that can win games and that does scare me because they have players all over the pitch that can score goals but of late so have we Trev we've got the Sackers we've got the Lacazettes we've got the Smith Rose I think Martinelli will probably feature um, and we've got party back fit so as far as I'm concerned Trev maybe we shouldn't be fearing this Man United side but my question to you is this over the last 15 to 20 years, this has been my favourite fixture. My favourite fixture to attend, of course, is the North London derby. But my favourite game to watch has always been Manchester United versus Arsenal. And that's because I was spoilt growing up with the Roy Keynes and Patrick Vieiras of this world, with the Sir Alex Ferguson and Arsene Wenger's. And I just feel of the last maybe 10 years, Trev, we've seen that drop off a little bit. The minute that Vieira and Keane left and Fergie left, I've not really got up for this game as much. It's still a huge fixture and still is my favourite, but it's not quite the same. And winning against them at Old Trafford earlier on in the season, I was hugely, hugely excited and, and was celebrating like crazy because it was the game that we'd won since 2006, believe it or not, Old Trafford. But is there something about this fixture now that isn't quite the same or can you still get as excited for it, Trev? Oh, Danny, I said earlier, it's the most exciting fixture of the season for me, Man United. Uh, but you're exactly right, mate. You're exactly right. It's it's exciting for me because of the history. And, of course, over the last few years, it has dropped off a bit because it's not the two best teams in the country playing. You know, when we were playing them in the early 2000s and late 90s, it, it was the best two teams in the country going at it. And and we had hard players who wanted to win games and there was punch-ups and there was Pizzagate and there was Keown jumping all over people. There was Keane uh, getting wound up for Vieira. You knew with a game against Man United coming up, there was going to be something happening. Something was going to happen to make you excited, you know? And... Um, and it's not been like that over the last few years. But for me, it's still the, the biggest game, the game I want to win, Dan. You know, two of, the, two of the greatest games of football I've ever seen. They were both FA Cup games, actually. But two that I remember are, are the 79 final when we beat them 
Alan Sunderland popped up and scored the winner. And of course, the best nil-nil draw I ever saw was in a in the cup final. When was it? 2005. And it was Patrick Vieira's last ever kick for Arsenal when it went in the final. So there's loads of history between our clubs. And obviously the, the Wenger, the Wenger uh, Ferguson thing used to make it even more exciting, didn't it? You know, because you know those, those two were going to be up to no good. But yeah, it, it has lost its it has lost its 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 attraction a little bit down for a lot of people, but only because it's not the best two sides in the country going at it anymore. That's the only reason, mate. I have to say that I agree with you, Trevor, 100%. It's still a huge fixture and it's one that I always look forward to, but I do miss the Keenan Vieira days. I do miss the fights in the tunnel. I do miss Fergie and uh, Wenger going at it. Um, we're going to take a very short ad break and then we're going to come back and I'm going to introduce you to our Man United fan. West Cork Beard Company make beard oil and beard balm for a strong, healthy, great looking beard handmade from all natural ingredients in Clonakilty West Cork check out their YouTube channel for beard care tips and advice or catch them online at westcorkbeardcompany.ie Welcome back and please welcome, as always, an opposition fan. Opposition fan preview for today is Dan, Man United fan. Dan, how you doing, my friend? How are you, Dan? Mate, honestly, this is hilarious. I've been on a, a podcast with uh, uh, Albert and uh, I've seen there's a couple of people in the chat below and I was wearing a different United shirt for his. I think... <laughs> I thought I'd make the effort so I didn't look savvy and I've seen some people I'm like, oh, they're going to think I'm a right mug. <laughs> well, do you know what, man? That just proves that you're a proper fan because you have one more than a one on Man United uh, shirt. So well played, man. Um, listen, <laughs> I must say, uh, it's uh, a pleasure to have you on, mate. Um, we met That's on a right. podcast a few well, months ago now, to be honest with you. So it's an absolute pleasure to have you on. We've been talking about this fixture for the last half hour and leading up to it. We've done a little bit about Arsenal. We're going to come on to a little bit about Man United and your thoughts of how your season's been. And I don't know how much you've heard in the chat backstage, but I've been saying the reason I believe you're up there at the moment um, is is because you have match winners. You have big game players that can just win a match. And we've seen the Pog Pogbas when they want to turn up. Bruno Fernandes, Martial, Rashford, Greenwoods, the list goes on. You have some players that can win you a football match. And that does scare me. But the last game I saw you play, the defending is clearly questionable. The second goal that Sheffield United scored to make it 2-1, he's been left in the box on his own twice. Yeah. So what have you made of the season? Is it a myth that you're up there, don't really deserve to be up there? I mean, I know the table doesn't lie. But what has it been like being a Man United fan? Surely a bit strange, is it not? It has. And look, um, I'm, I'm glad, uh, glad you asked, actually, because... I work with a lot of Liverpool fans and they're all saying, oh, you know, it's ridiculous. You're only there because of Van Dyke going. I mean, Christ, I, honestly, one player doesn't make a team, man. But um, <laughs> look, we can only play who's in front of us. I'm not going to feel bad for beating the teams and going on the run that we have. But like I've, um, I'm quite you know, vocal about, when it comes to Ole Gunnar Solskjaer and runs, they're awful. They're awful. And and um, we, we were absolutely atrocious against uh, Sheffield United. Forced it too much. And it, it bit us in the backside. And I think that's... I think we're going to struggle on on, on Saturday. I, I can't see us getting a result there because when the wheels come off with Oli, they come off horrifically. So I'd love us... Do you know what? I'd be happy getting a point there just to get that consistency back, keeping that away run going. But I'm not hoping... I'm not too hopeful at the moment. <laughs> Dad, I've got to ask you this because uh, 
We've got Arteta, you've got Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, and Chelsea had Frank Lampard, and we see Lampard go already. Now, this to me is seen as a good thing for some fans, but also a bad thing for others because there's that sentimental factor of the Anagana Solskjaer, who is a clear legend at Manchester United, Arteta, who everybody liked and respected as a player at Arsenal, and the legend yeah. that was Frank Lampard. So where do you sit with Ole Gunnar Solskjaer? Because sometimes I look at you and I think he doesn't have a clue how to defend against set pieces. Other times I sit there and think he's got himself out of jail again. But when I speak to the majority of Man United fans, they love the guy but they would rather you have a Simeone or Allegri. And that is my big thing about the Arteta situation. People say to me, are you Arteta out? I say, I'm only Arteta out if I'm going to be given an experienced coach who knows what he's doing. Where do you sit with the Onegana social situation, mate? It's it's head and heart, Dan. It's head and heart. You know, you, your heart says, I want him to win the Premier League for Man United. I absolutely want it. I'd love nothing more. But my head, uh, my head says that he, he'll take us to... He, look, one thing I'll say about him, he has got rid of a lot of deadwood at Manchester United. There have been some players earning a living there, stealing a living for a very long time, and he's done very well to get, um, to get them out of there, as is, I think, Arteta doing at the moment. Um, do I think he'll win us anything major? I can't see it. But look, the run the run that we've just been on, we went top of the league in January for the first time in, in, in seven, seven years, well, eight years. Um, I've been enjoying the ride, mate. I think United fans, expectation-wise, we know we're not going to win the league. Of course we don't. But you're telling me that to get top of the league and then for a couple of weeks, being able to go into work and look at the scouts and say, top of the league, lads, it's been fantastic. It's been brilliant. It's been the best present this year ever. Listen, I can't deny that I'd be doing exactly the same if we were top to the Spurs fans. So I, I totally understand that. Trevor, I'm going to come to you on Man United because I look at this Manchester United side and they are top. Uh, they are uh, ahead of us, sorry, in the league. And I personally don't look at their squad and think, wow, I fear them. So why do you think that is, Trev? Is it that they are not as good as perhaps the table's saying? Or does the table not lie? What do you make of Manchester United going into this game, Trev? Well, firstly, hello, Dan. All right, mate. How are you doing? Nice to meet you. Nice um, got to say that I agree with your point you made about... Got to say I agree with your point about you saying that you don't think... You can win this tomorrow, tomorrow, because I don't think you can win either. But apart <laughs> from that, the the thing with this Man United squad, Dan, is that is that they they haven't got the standout stars that they've had before, have they? They haven't got the standout stars at Man United, much as I suppose we haven't really. We're both we're both developing clubs, both developing teams. Man United are probably a year or two ahead of us, but you're right. There, there is no one I fear there, and and the one I fear the least. And I, I hope he plays tomorrow. Is is De Gea? I think De Gea's got some mistakes in him, and 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 I don't think he encourages confidence in front of him. De Gea, see why they're not playing the other lad in goal. To be honest, but uh, no, the reason we don't fear him, mate, is because they've not got the superstars that they used to have, and they're they're not as dominant as they were. That's why. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I agree with that. I agree yeah, and Dan, I'll bring you in on that because I don't think that, I mean, listen, it's no, it's no secret that both teams have been in transition for a few years now. And I think that we have been getting to the stage where perhaps we have lost the Thierry Henrys and the uh, Ruth Van Nistelrooy's and the Roonies and Keens and, and players like that uh, over the, the kind of last few years. But surely you go into this game 
with some confidence for how we have been playing this season, not the last few games, because we've got mistakes in us as well. So what's your making going into this game, Dan? Why are you not confident about getting the three points? Uh, two words, Lindelof, Maguire. Uh, I just, it just doesn't, it doesn't make me feel confident at all. Um, look, at the end of the day, Arsenal United, is, and I, I was listening in before, and I completely agree with what Chad was saying there, the games back then, it was, it was, and I've said this before. It was war, wasn't it? It was, it was just all-out war. It's not that anymore. It's, and I look at, I look at United, and you, you make the point about not having the superstars there. I mean, everyone, we've got Pogba, who should be a superstar. Christ, the talent that lad has when he wants to play, he is a superstar, but he doesn't do it consistently. Um, I just don't see us being strong enough for you. I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Like I said before, and I'll say it so many times, Jesus Christ, when we do when we do um, crash after these these insane runs we go on, we do crash. And another thing that Trev said, and I completely agree, is De Gea. The goal against Sheffield United, I get it. Billy Sharp gives him a little shove, but I want a goalkeeper that when that corner comes out, he demands the ball. He comes out and attacks that ball. And if if he take, when do you ever see a penalty given against a goalkeeper for trying to claim a ball? You never see it. I want to see my goalkeeper come out and command it, and he doesn't do it. The second goal, when he, I don't know what he's doing when he's trying to pass that ball. Like you just hit it into the stands. I don't care if you're a Premier League footballer. It's it's basic basic level. I was a huge fan of David De Gea a couple of years ago and I put him as the best goalkeeper in the world along with Manuel Neuer. I don't know what's happened to his confidence over the last two, but I just it just doesn't seem the, the right person there mentally, in my opinion. And I've always worried about him coming for crosses because he's always had that kind of weakness and feeble look about him. But his shot stopping could not be denied and his reflex saves were outstanding for the last few seasons. So I agree with the point there, Dan. Do you know what though, Dan? Another thing, and I, I always bring this up, um, you know, it's, everyone says he was our player of the season for five, six years. Fantastic. But look how many shots he was facing every season. We've been in such a lull for so long. Um, I always look at the stats. You know, whenever a, a, a goalkeeper's in, in a relegation team and they say, oh, he's keeping him, he's keeping him in there. He's doing fantastic. You know, he's, he's, his shots to, to, to goal ratio is fantastic. Well, it's because your defence is letting you down. You're, you're, you're seeing more of the ball. Um, and I don't rate him any more as the world-class bracket. He's not a world-class elite goalkeeper to me. I, I honestly, this season, I think you've got you've got to get it done and, and put Henderson, give Henderson a go. He's young. I love the arrogance he's got about him. He's loud. I mean, when he plays, you can hear him scream. And it. I watched. I don't know about you. I watched the games without the uh, commentary, I, uh, without the, um, the the fake noise. I hate it. He is so loud, and you want that from your goalkeeper, and I don't see it from De Gea. I see sometimes a scared little boy sometimes. I really do. I really do. Yeah, and, and I think you make good points there because, listen, you don't turn into a rubbish goalkeeper overnight, but there's certainly something that's happened to him mentally. Um, I'm a huge fan of Dean Henderson. I think he's going to be your number one without a doubt, and I actually think it'd be between him and Pope who uh, fight that, that jersey off of Pickford because he's mm. definitely the third best out of them three, in my opinion. Um, a kind donation, Daniel the Blind Gooner, the Blind Gooner. Thank you so much, Daniel, and thanks for coming on on Wednesday. Hey, Dan, great show. Keep up the good work. Please make sure you go and follow the Blind Gooner and get his subs up on YouTube. Absolute legend and a huge, huge Arsenal fan. Um, I'm going to bring some team news up, boys, um, because I've guessed, I was going to speak to you, Dan, actually before, but uh, and ask you what the team news will be, but we'll, we'll share it now and we'll talk through it. I've gone for what I think it will be. 
for both sides. And I think that there's a couple of injury problems uh, on our side, but I wasn't so sure about your side of things. Um, this is what I think or how I think we will line up. Personally, I'll start with Arsenal. I believe we're going to be going with uh, Bernd Leno in goal. I think Bellerin will be right back. And I think at left back, it will be Kieran Tierney. For me, the two centre-halves, I think, will be Rob Holding and Gabriel. I don't think David Luiz had a great game against Southampton. And I, I expect Gabriel to come back in after looking pretty shaky against Southampton um, and shaking off some COVID from what people believe. I think what will happen in the centre of midfield is we'll see Granit Xhaka continue on that left-hand side and Thomas Partey in the middle next to him, who we are all so pleased that we have back. In front, I expect Smith-Rowe to be fit. I don't think Erdegaard will start this game. I think he will start on the bench. Lacazette, I think, will be the centre forward. Martinelli, I expect to come in on the left because Aubameyang is not fit. And I think Saka will play on the right. Now, a lot of people are saying that Pepe could continue to play on that left-hand side. But I just feel like Martinelli deserves a chance now. And if Pepe can come on from the bench, then um, so be it. It will probably be Pepe left and Martinelli off from the bench. But that's what I, I think I would probably go with in terms of Martinelli. Let's stop there and come to Trev. What do you make of that Arsenal side? Do you agree with that? Or would you put Pepe in ahead of Martinelli, Trev? Uh, uh, no, I wouldn't put Pepe in front of Martinelli. Dan, I, I think you've got it about right there. I think it's a toss-up between, between Bellerin and Cedric. I think we've got great cover there now. The, the, the most important part of that for me is the he's playing Saka on the right. I think Saka on the right opens the field up for us and he's made Bellerin a much more confident fullback with Saka in front of him. And and it gives us gives us a definite threat down both wings with Tierney and Martinelli or Tierney and Pepe going down the other wing. So whereas we were looking very, very left-sided last season and early this season, we now threaten down both sides of the field, which can only be... But which can only be good. What the only other thing, and I, I don't know if it's fit or not. I've still got. I'm still not sure about Gabriel and Mari. I don't think Mari's done anything wrong, Dan. And I wouldn't be upset if I saw Mari in the side in front of Gabriel. To be honest. Yeah, well, Pablo Mari, we're not too sure about his injury at the moment. I think he's got a couple of weeks where he's had a, a tight thigh. But there is obviously that rumour that Lee Judges has said to me, trying to convince me that the extra million that we owe is basically um, if he plays one more game. So we shall see what's happening there, because if that is for off the field stuff and non-footballing reasons, that is just so typical Arsenal. Um, I personally feel that's one of our strongest sides, if I'm honest with you. Um, I'm a massive fan of Martinelli and I think if he can get a run of games down that left-hand side, he's going to make it even stronger. Aubameyang's not fit, so I think that is probably the only question mark for me is whether Pepe or Martinelli start. And if Smith-Rowe isn't 100%, then he might look to play Odegaard if he believes that he's ready. Um, Dan, before we come to the Man United side, what do you make of that Arsenal side? Does it fill you with fear or are you thinking, yeah, OK, I'm, I'll take that? I'm I'm really impressed. I have been for the last um, couple of seasons with Martinelli. I think he's such a talent, such a, a he's going to be something special. I really like him. Uh, Lacazette. I always worry when we play Lacazette because you never know what Lacazette we're up against. But I just feel like he loves playing in that position, doesn't he? He loves that that number nine position. I think sometimes he gets shifted out, dropped back, and so I think on on, on Saturday he's the person I'm worried about the most. Um, I think he's going to turn up and and probably. I ain't saying it, get one against us, to be fair. Smith Rowe, I said, as I've said, absolutely so impressed with that kid. 
I tell you what, it, what what a season he's having, and I just love the maturity he shows on the ball for such a young age. It's, it's phenomenal. Yeah, I, listen, we're obviously a huge fan, but one player that we have all loved this season has been Bukayo Saka. What do you make of this lad, Dan? Something else, something else. Um, I said, as I've said before, um, you know, giving him the number seven shirt, showing showing uh, the faith that they have in him. And I tell you what, he's explosive, but he's so disciplined on the ball as well, isn't he? He's absolutely electric. Yeah, we're, we're obviously a huge, huge fan. And I, I asked a question earlier about Phil Foden, Mason Greenwood and Saka. You could only pick one. And me and Trevor are obviously going to be a bit biased. But we actually do believe that Saka has probably got more to his game and can play in a lot more positions. What, what do you make of that comment before we go into the Man United team, mate? Um, yeah, I think, look, the, the issue is um, Phil Foden's going to struggle for, for a long time in the England side. I think there's there's too many players in that position uh, that Southgate does tend to go with. Saka, yeah, look, I think I think wings with England, I think you definitely got a, a more of a more of a chance of getting in there. And I actually think for, for how versatile he can be, I think he's a definite plus. And I think going into the Euros, you've got to take him, haven't you? I think so, 100%. Dan, let's come into the Manchester United side. I've gone with the Herring goal. I think the back four will be Wan-Bissaka on the right, who I think is a great defender, by the way. I question him going forward sometimes, but I think one-on-one defending, absolutely superb. Luke Shaw has been really impressive the last few games, if I'm honest with you. Not somebody that I've rated, if I'm honest, the last few seasons, and I thought was probably going to be seen as a quite bad signing for you. But I put him at left-back because I think he's been great for you. Maguire and Lindelof, you've spoken about as a partnership that doesn't fill you of any faith, and I can understand why. And we've had a couple of left backs in the past few years trust me that have not done the same with that I've gone for Pogba and McTominay and Fernandez as the three and I'll let you come into what you think it might be in the middle but I'm a massive fan of this McTominay lad I think he's got something about him which just gives 110% he's not great to play against Pogba as you say switches it on when and whenever he wants but t- tends to play well against Arsenal albeit it wasn't so great um, a few months ago at Old Trafford Fernandez, I just think is superb I think if you look at him and, and KDB in the Premier League by far the two best in that position um Mason Greenwood and Rashford on the wings I mean absolutely superb for England and that pass the other night against Liverpool from Rashford to Greenwood was just absolutely out of this world and of course Martial up front I'm not so sure that it'll be Cavani will Fred come in what do you make of this Man United side Um, is that about right or is there a couple of changes to it mate my, my worry is, Dan, I'll be honest, my worry is, and I, I've, I've said this a few times this week to a couple of my mates as well, I've got a funny feeling he's going to go with um, McFred in the midfield, so McTominay and, and Fred, for the energy. Um, whenever whenever Ollie needs to get a result, he seems to go with them two lads. Um, absolutely backs them. The, the point you make about McTominay, I absolutely agree. And um, it reminds me for United, a lot like Darren Fletcher, a player who just gets it, gets it for United and knows what, what those big games are about. Yes, I agree. Um, I've, I've got a funny feeling he's going to shoehorn Pogba into the side just to keep him playing and probably put him out on the bloody wing like against Liverpool. Um, personally, I don't want to see Martial in a United shirt for, for a good... Uh, a couple of well, three or four games at least now. I think um, against Sheffield United, I was disgusted in his in his play, disgusted in, in his um, how lethargic he was on the field. Um, I would I would definitely go with Cavani. I think Cavani will absolutely thrive in a game against Arsenal as well. Yeah, I, I wanted to ask you this question, but you got there before me about Martial because there's two players that I always mention as being not overrated, but just have been overhyped. I would say. Um, when they came to the league. And one of them is Gabriel Jesus, because I just don't get it. I just really don't get it at all. And the other one is Anthony Martial. And I think that 
although he has glimpses of a good game, I sometimes sit there and wonder what the hype was about um, because I just don't get it. What What is it about this lad at the moment? Is it his attitude? Is it his uh, kind of uh, ability or lack of quality? Or what is it? I think I think he's had his nose put out of joint with Cavani, if I'm honest. That's one of the things. I think he was up top last season. He was our number nine. That was his, his role, his position. Um, for me, Martial is like one of those heart monitors, you know, when it goes, did it? That is his form. You know, he can be, he'll have a game and you'll watch him and you'll think, yeah, I can see why we spent the money. I can see why we back him. And then he'll have a performance. I don't know if you watched it, mate, against Sheffield United. It was embarrassing. I would, I mean, Christ, I'm I'm 21 stone, mate, and I could have run more than that. I was was so angry at him. And I don't get angry. I back my players. You have to back your players. They're your team. But... That was the tip. Honestly, on uh, midweek, I, I'd ha- I've had enough of him. I've absolutely had enough of him now. Um, I've, I've said players win your leagues, players win your titles. Martial won't win you a league. I, I just don't see it. I don't see it. Yeah, I must admit. Um, I'm going to ask Trev in a minute, but I'm going to stay with you. I'm going to ask Trev what Man United player he would like to have in the Arsenal side right now. But I'm going to come to you while he's thinking about that. Dan, what Arsenal player would you like to have Right now, if you could pick anyone, what Arsenal player would you have walk into that Man United side? Oh, it's a tough one. That is, it's. A, I, I love Thomas Party, mate. I absolutely love him. I think I was, I was devastated we didn't go for him in the summer. I thought he was what we needed. Um, I think he. I think. Look, don't judge everything on this season for you guys yet. I think I still think, as as you've said, and a lot of people have said, uh, there's a rebuild going on there with with Arteta, but. I tell you what, laying foundations down by bringing players like him in, he is going to be so good uh, for Arsenal. So yeah, for me, I'd take Party all day. Of course, look, Abamyang. Anyone would take Abamyang. Of course, they would. But Party, when I think about what United miss, definitely him. Yeah, I think that's very, very kind of uh, makes sense to me. And that's where I'm going to go with this one, because as much as I love Smith Rowe and I want to be seeing this Odegaard, if you said to me, pick a Man United player, it would be Bruno Fernandes, 100%. Because I look at what you were last season and it was very similar to us and you signed him in January and you all of a sudden you were winning games you come third in the league and it's amazing that that one player can do that to you and I just think the guy is exceptional I know he has dodgy moments and dodgy passes and dodgy games but he can turn it on like he did the other night against Liverpool he's so reliable he scores assists and does whatever everything that that I would love to see in a footballer I think that signing was absolutely epic what I say about Fernandez and what he, he's done to United, and, and I, I stand by this, is before he comes to United, uh, the strikers are feeding off scraps from from um, Pereira and, and Lingard, and it's those players aren't going to unlock unlock defenses like this guy can. This guy can see a pass now. This guy might misplace six, seven, eight passes in a game, but it, it's he he will unlock with that that moment of brilliance, and that's what the difference is between being a winner and and, and just a, a team player. Yeah, I have to agree. I think he is absolute class. And if said earlier, if you were to pick like a, a kind of dream team, um, then KDB and Bruno would be two of the players I would definitely look at in that kind of number 10 or further forward player. Trev, let's come to you. What uh, Man United player would you have in the Arsenal side currently, mate? Well, 
Well, I'm with you, Dan. I'm, I'm with you all the way, mate. In this Fernandez lad, I think he's he's brought Man United up a level single-handedly this year. He's a kind of player all us fans hate, isn't he? Unless you're a Man United fan, you hate him, but you hate him for a reason because he's he's pretty good, you know. So yeah, I think he brings something to that side. He brings an energy and he lifts them, and he and he reads the game well. So. I hope he has a shocker tomorrow, but I'd have him any day of the week, mate. Although, where would he fit in outside at the moment? We'd have to kick one of the youngsters out. But, you know, I'd have him. Just just while we're talking about Man United players, I'll tell you what, I don't like being soft about Man United because all my in-laws are Man United and they tear me to pieces, you know. But I'm so <laughs> pleased to see uh, Luke Shaw having a good season this year, you know, because... Yeah. That 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 bloke Marino absolutely wrecked him when he was there. Absolutely wrecked him, uh, shot him down. And and I'm so pleased to see that that young lad's bounced back and he's playing decent football again. I hope he has a shocker tomorrow. I hope he falls over and lets us score four goals. But I'm so pleased to see him playing well again, Dan. But now going back to the question, mate, I'd take Fernando any day. Fair play, Trev. Fair play indeed. Um, the transfer window is still open. Um, we've talked enough about it. Before uh, we go into predictions, Dan, is there any rumours that Manchester United are going to get any players? And my second question is, if you could have one player in either this window or the summer, who would you go for? Um, I, I don't see us doing any business, mate. I really don't. Even with the results against Sheffield United, I think bringing Diallo in, I know it was a summer signing, but he's coming in January. I feel like that that's all we're going to look at now. A player as a player to come in, I would I would absolutely love um, to get up Meccano at the back. I think we're missing someone like him at the back. Um, the problem is the problem is I think sometimes you can look too far forward and try and fix the forward line. I think that's been United's biggest problem this season going forward. Definitely, you know, prem, uh, you know, tabletop in form going forward. At the back, you put us. I think, I think, I think amongst amongst the worst, we're just too inconsistent. We're too leaky. Uh, so yeah, up Meccano, I think, I think a good solid centre back for me. I'd absolutely love that. Um, having said that, uh, whether we will or not, mate, is another is another story because I think he'll go to Bayern Munich. Yeah, there is looking rumours that he is going to go over there and it's a player that I love and we nearly got last summer if the rumours are true. He's a fantastic centre-half and one that has got a release clause in the summer of £38 million, which is an absolute steal for a centre-half who could be as good as the, the likes of Van Dijk or whoever. Um, before we start getting into predictions, Dan, I just wanted to get your thoughts on where you think Manchester United will finish. I know there's a lot of football to play. I know it's early days, but what are you expecting uh, as a league position, mate? Look, I think um, I think Albert's there. Albert, if you can see, mate, I've changed my top. <laughs> um, I think as look top top four. Even when we were top of the table, and I was having banter at work with the lads, um, top four's the, the 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 ultimate goal for United this season. Simple as that. To, we we fit, we were we were top for a couple of weeks. I absolutely loved it. It was great to do. But um, yeah, I, I think um, I think top four for me. <laughs> Brilliant stuff. Um, I think that's realistic, and I think that is very, very, uh, very good of you to say. You get enough people come on here, trust me, and say, oh, we'll win the league, we'll get Lamin's League, all that sort of stuff. So very realistic opinions from you. Um, I'm not going to ask Trev where he thinks we'll finish. Um, Trev, by the way, is on a huge delay, um, but he can hear us, but he's on a huge delay with his Wi-Fi. Um, so I'm going to go straight into predictions. Trev, I'm going to start with you. What do you think the score will be uh, tomorrow, Trev?
I'm not so sure like I can hear him. Right. Are you on mute, Trevor? I'm, I'm very delay? sorry about the delay, everybody. I'm trying everything to, to, to get running a bit quicker, but it's not working. Um, I honestly think, right, and, and we're going to have a laugh here. I'm not going for 4-0, Dan, like I normally do, right? So, but <laughs> I, I think that, that our defence has got stronger. And I don't think Man United have been firing up front on all cylinders. And I think that De Gea in goal and Maguire in particular. No, it's a delay. Can you? We can hear you, mate. We can hear you. It's just a very big delay. I'll tell you what, Dan, I'll come to you and then hopefully Trev will come back. What do you think the score is going to be, Dan, before we wrap this up? Um, I've uh, I've got to stick with what I said on on Albert's uh, show, and I, I hate saying it. Look, I, lo- I love United, and people, you know, please don't think I'm I'm being a turncoat on my team, but I just I think it'll be two one Arsenal. I, I can't I just can't see us winning there at the moment. I think Arteta's getting the lads playing really really good football at the moment. There's belief in that Arsenal team that, that wasn't there um, six you know six weeks ago. It's it's uh, it's not the best time to be playing you. I don't think. Um, so, well, yeah, I think 2-1, sadly. Oh, well, I'm going to agree with you, Dan. Um, I fancy us to nick this game. And trust me, everybody that has uh, seen my predictions of the last few weeks will be surprised with a 2-1 victory to Arsenal because I'm still not convinced with Mikel Arteta and the way that we're playing in terms of a style. However, I do feel like we're going to win this game. And I think it's a good time to play her. Um, and I think that it is going to be a really close game. I'm not going to go for a four or five nil spanking. Christ, we haven't done that for ages. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I'm not going to get carried away. But I do think that we can score a couple of goals against you. I think you're going to get one because it's very um, it's very rare uh, of late that we keep a clean sheet, although our defensive record is apparently the second best in the league. But I'm going to go for a 2-1. So we shall see what happens. Trev's uh, got a huge, huge delay, um, and he has sitting in the... In the private chat that his delay is too too long however he's gone for a 3-0 Arsenal win very 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 optimistic um and I hope he's right because I'd absolutely love that but I do think we will get the three points um Dan I have to thank you mate for coming on it's been an absolute pleasure to speak to you for half an hour and get to talk about stuff from a, a opposition fan point of view how can people follow you on social media mate well, if we do lose, if we do get absolutely smashed 3-0 tomorrow, I'll be coming off. So, <laughs> no, um, <laughs> no um, you can follow me on at Football Want. Uh, guys, uh, I'm doing a lot of things with, with ground hopping at the moment, non-league, giving non-league the voice it needs. But um, uh, as I said before, massive, massive fan of, of the show, Dan. The job you do is fantastic. It's been nice to come on. And I was listening to Trev before I come on. So it's nice to hear the, the thoughts that you guys have. The guys in the comments are fantastic. So thanks for having me on. Really appreciate it. Dan, you're always welcome, mate. And when we uh, do get a reverse fixture, you are welcome on any time. You never know, we might get you uh, again at some point in the Europa League. Let's see what happens. Um, we, we will speak to you guys next time. Trev, um, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you, everybody in the chat. Uh, and until next time, we will see you later. Up the Arsenal. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. 
That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.